calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. to fire team chat ign's destiny show thank you so much for joining us joining me in the studio today is steven root hello sean finnegan jump shop and eric's how's it going how's dude? It going? it's going great we are incredibly happy to have you on the show today and on today's show we're going to be talking about all the new updates from bungie we're going to be talking about what their changes mean for the future of destiny we're going to be talking about those zer bounties we're going to be talking about what we think the six-player activity could be uh, what we're not getting with Black Armory, and there are going to be some spoilers at the end, but we will warn you ahead of time. So let's get right into the show. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Really happy to have you Thank here. you for having me. Yeah. It is, I, uh, it's awesome to be here. Have you been on before? I have not. No, no, no. No, you haven't. The first time. So we I were, watched the show, but I haven't, haven't been on. So. We were watching the Anthem stream, and I jokingly <laughs> said at Eric, hey, when are you going to come on FTC? And then he DM me. He's like, hey, I'll totally be on. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Deal making. And this then, how it happened. 24 hours later, it happened. Yeah, I was like, can you be on tomorrow? <laughs> I know it's that really short. That really well, because otherwise the next two weeks are going to be kind of busy. Yeah, right. Right. We got Black Armory <laughs> along the way. We got a raid coming out. I'm really excited. How are you guys feeling about the uh, Black Armory update? We'll start with Steven. Feeling it pumped. But, uh, there's, you sound there's, there's different layers <laughs> to it. Like, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I'm yeah. feeling pretty excited. Sean? Same. You know, I think this is, the, I've said it before, but this is the first time that I felt like, wow, I'm really in the grind with Destiny and it mm. doesn't feel like months before I get new content. It's right around the corner. So mm. it seems really well timed. And I think the community is, uh, both excited for what they're doing now and for what they're going to be doing in the near future. X? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like super excited for, you know, like more of it. Some of the changes they've done recently have been really good. So they can kind of keep that going. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. There's there's a few questions I do have and a few things that, you know, it seems like the structure is changing quite a bit. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how that uh, how that pans out. But yeah. no, I'm still definitely excited. I mean, like, you know, more of what we love, right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm intrigued. I want to see what they do with it. But real quick, I'm going to go, I'm going to jump forward a little bit and we're going to talk about what we're not getting. We're not going to be getting trials. We're not going to be getting faction rallies. And the big one for a lot of people is that we're not going to be getting new strikes. Were you guys really hoping for new strikes? Because I'm actually okay with it. I like the strikes we have available. I would have liked more, but I'm not heartbroken that we're not getting strikes specifically. Steven, you first. I was kind of surprised that we're not getting new strikes because we've always gone in new strike whenever a DLC drops. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not the biggest strike fan, so it's like it's whatever to me, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I'm not heartbroken either. Uh, I think we have a good amount of strikes right now. And the last couple of strikes that we have, like I love the Corrupted and that's the new one where we go into, you know, the Dreamy City and the Ascendant Realm and all that stuff. And I think that that's an awesome strike. That said, like on the show before, I've said this, I think strikes present Bungie with a really interesting opportunity to expand the universe yeah. and add the narrative content that we all really like as Guardians. So it's a little bit of a bummer to me that we're not getting that. Yeah. But, Who's to say that there aren't more strikes that they're planning in the future with this new format of how they're going to be distributing DLC content? It's very possible that we see a strike come up. Maybe it's one of those redacted boxes that we see later oh. on in the year of the redacted. Yeah, you know? so that that would be in the uh, season of the redacted. Exactly. Yeah, which is June to August. Watch yeah, and that's we're getting new rank rewards, Iron Banner, Solstice of Heroes, right? Exotic but there's Quest. two. Yeah, there's yeah. two redacted boxes in that one, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So you like, who correct. knows? Like, it might be one of those. Wouldn't it be funny if that season ended up being season of the redacted? that would be pretty good a season of the missing strikes yeah right so uh how do you feel about it are you like man i was really hoping to do another strike for the rest of my life (laughs) to be honest i mean like i'm i'm not really too fast because like i think i think Mm. it's kind of weird like initially because obviously we've come to expect a certain degree you know like every expansion is always you know strikes crucible matches you know campaign but honestly when i think about it i spend so little time playing strikes like apart (laughs) from when i'm doing a bounty and i have to go in there I don't actively choose to do strikes. Um, so for me, I mean, like, I am, you know, I mean, I'm sure as, as we all are, like, I'm an in-game player, right? So yeah. all that I personally really care about is, you know, raids and, you know, the, like, the kind of core stuff like that. So I'm getting that. So I'm not really, uh, I'm not really, it kind of just means I can streamline my focus on what I really care about. Yeah. So I was playing a really fun strike last night with Clatless and Michael Lovebree, some friends of the show. And uh, it's that one where the guy tractor beams you in and he died. Oh, yeah. And we watched our counter our points as oh, he really? did his line of dialogue go below a hundred thousand that's it just falls below I'm like are you kidding <laughs> the counter should stop when he's dead the mission is over that there's is no funny. points oh, we no. can get there's no way to slow it down we just gotta wait for that timer to stop i was a little salty uh Ouch. so i don't care that you're not making new strikes but maybe make some tweaks to those strikes that need tweaks like, uh, what's the one where the guy climbs all over the walls and does the electric ground that nobody really likes? Oh, yeah, that's the worst one. Yeah, they said they fixed it, but I still don't like that. I mean, he's, he's just, squishy now. Yeah. I mean, he's still just gone most of the any, any Any boss fight where, like, you can't do damage to the boss because he teleports away or he becomes immune for X mm. amount of time, like, I just think that's a really bad way of phasing bosses. Definitely. It's just boring. Uh, overall, I am really, really excited about the content coming with this expansion, but we want to talk about specifically what some of the things Bungie said in this video that has us wondering what's going to happen moving forward with Destiny. And I quote, because we wrote it down like journalists, we wrote, Justin Truman said, we are not trying to do DLCs anymore. We're not trying to introduce a brand new campaign. Instead, we want to do what we want to do is deliver three full seasons of context content 
I didn't say I could read. That can last an entire year that is coupled with the end game. We really don't want to be a box product that you think of as being on a disc. We want to be a world that evolves and changes over time. Sean, mm. do you think they are going the World of Warcraft route where Destiny is now the sandbox that we're going to be playing in for the remainder of the lifespan of Destiny or not? Uh, well, I mean, they're going in a different direction. I don't know that it's the World of Warcraft direction because mm-hmm. World of Warcraft still does do traditional, like, large $60 expansions every, you know, however long, one or two years. Yeah. Uh, that said, this idea of continually introducing content on a weekly or bi-weekly basis is very different than the structure they've gone with before, and it's a big change for Destiny. Yeah. And I think that it it's very promising because – it gives uh, Bungie a couple of things. One, it gives them the opportunity to continually introduce new content, which players who are really engaged in the game want regularly. It's something we've said, all said before, right? Mm-hmm. Like six months in between new content drops is just too long, right? But then secondarily, it allows them to be more nimble in changing the things that need to be changed quick, right? Yeah. Like community can provide feedback within a week or two weeks, and then maybe a week or two weeks later, that's changed in the game, yeah. potentially. So that's also a really good thing. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like the Void Super. Yeah. Continue. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> or Queenbreaker in Gambit, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so th- I think those are two really interesting things that Bungie has the opportunity to do now with this new format that we haven't gotten before. And for that, for me, that's exciting. Like, who knows if that actually works out? I do think that some of the player base is going to be a little salty that we're not getting big traditional content drops. But in the past. Bungie hasn't fared all that well when they've done that. When yeah. they released Curse of Osiris, people were like, this is sucks. And then when uh, Warmind came out, they were like, this sucks. And mm-hmm. now they're like, well, we're going to change everything. And I'll bet you that player base is like, this sucks too. Yeah, I think the grass is going to yep. be always greener for a good chunk of the community. But I personally am excited. What's your reaction, uh, Eric? So we have another quote here from uh, Eric Osborne who said, we're changing because of the player feedback. We're changing because of the reception to Dreaming City. And we're changing because players want to be able to experience the game not just in day one feast mode. They want that buffet to last, give them reasons to keep coming back. Do you think this is a good I mean, I idea? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it is it's incredibly important. I think it's definitely a format that we've seen works. And it's yeah. something that people will obviously, you know, like, we, I mean, I was kind of sort of speaking to someone the other day about it. Like, you have that day one rush where, like, we're all sort of used to it. Like, this, you know, a traditional expansion drops and you just blitz as much stuff as you can. And... While on one side, you know, there's there's a fun aspect to that. That also kind of, to a certain degree, contributes to a certain degree of, like, player burnout anyway, right? They'll just try and rush through so much content, they just can't even process it anyway. So being able to kind of switch that up and allow people to kind of experience it, like, kind of across a, a larger period of time is definitely interesting. I think it will take some adjusting to that point before that you were saying that, like, the player base will probably, you know, when, when Black Armory comes out, they'll be like, what is this? There's no content. Like, what the hell? But then once they realize what they're getting as a whole, I don't think mm-hmm. they'll mind too much. The important thing here is is quite how Bungie have spread it out. If they spread it out to the point where each week there's something that is valuable that we actually do enjoy, then it's fine. If we do find that they've spread it thin and it's like, I mean, take something like Curse of Osiris. If they spread that thinly, we still wouldn't be happy because it was like mm-hmm. the content wasn't great and it's spread out. But if it's like a genuinely good expansion with some like really good content, and we can experience that across, you know, a month, two month, three month period. Then I think it's I think it's a format that definitely works. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. It's you know, I play a lot of MMOs. I'm used to this kind of you know, frequent content update format. So mm. I'm saying this as sarcastically as possible, but I really hope that they add short missions that you can only do one piece of a week, and they last like five minutes, and then you can finish it out and get a cool weapon at the end. I love that. Don't do that. 
I <laughs> I wouldn't mind if it's not the main content. Yeah. I don't mind timed stuff like that. Steven, why is this idea going to fail with them doing <laughs> this content this way? I, I, I personally like – so I was talking to Sean about this. Um, when I first heard or watched the Vidoc, I was super pumped when they said that they're going to – what was the quote? We're changing because players want to be able to experience the game, not just in day one feast mode. As like hardcore players that people love Destiny, we want to burn through all the content in day one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I heard this, I was like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to get content. And we kind of already seen it in the Dreaming City. We we did all the Forsaken and then every reset, there was something new to do. And it culminated with a Shattered Throne. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. But then after I watched the Vidoc, I was thinking to myself... And Eric's um, already touched on this. If the content that we get every week is not is very shallow and not it's not repetitive, like what's the word I'm looking for? It's not um, intriguing. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's not fun to do it over and over again. I made a terrible joke earlier, but the the Thunder Lord quest, yeah. being gated in that way was was not really enjoyable. Just let us do it if we can get through it quickly. Yeah, that's my only yeah. worry. Like can you imagine if we got the um blind well over a certain period of time? Like the blind well is very unfun mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. You get I, tier 1 week 1. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, you get tier 1 week 1 and then the next reset you get tier 2 and the next reset you get tier 3. That that to me is not fun. Like we we're getting new content every week but the blind well isn't fun right and there's no rewards to go for it and it if that is the case then i'm worried but if it's fun like uh if we're getting blind well one week and then a different version of like uh escalation protocol the next week then i can see it working out yeah i mean like there's 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 concerns to be had there right we always want the content whether or not it's part of a big dlc or part of like a week-long sort of new thing to be engaging and fun right that said uh, I don't know. I mean, even as someone who plays Destiny every single day, uh, if one of those weeks ends up being not so engaging or a little less engaging, like, it's only a week. Yeah. You yeah. know, like there's other things yeah. to do. You mm-hmm. can grind out some gambit or whatever, work on those titles. I don't know. Obviously, yeah, it'd be great if every week something new was dropped and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, you know, if it isn't, I don't know that that's the end of the world. Here's what we got coming down the line, in case you were curious. On December 4th, we got Volunder Forge, and that is also the day Black Armory drops. We also got December 7th, the Go Fanon Forge, and December 7th will also be the new raid. December 11th, the Dawning Returns, and then December 18th, Izanami Forge, January 8th, Niobe Labs, and then January 29th, Exotic Quest, The Draw. Sean, how hyped are you? That that could potentially be the last word. I mean, I'm pretty convinced that it is the last it word. It is the last word. Yeah, <laughs> just because uh, he had it on his hip. I mean, ah. so but Des- to Destin's point, we've been fooled by that before. Like we thought malfeasance was. We last thought malfeasance word. was yeah. last word too because it kind of looked like it. But you're right. Like I looked at or it. Malfeasance on- was thorn. Was that what it was? It doesn't matter. We were yeah, wrong. Is the point? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, it looks a lot like. The last word. I mean, in the whole Josh Hamrick in the Vidoc said, "You're getting a fan favorite back." 
People didn't. I like. It wasn't porn. a fan favorite. It right? was like, a fan. It was favorite. my favorite. <laughs> anyway, Dude, it's the draw. Yeah. It's, so that's the thing. It's the most convincing. <laughs> it's your favorite are, gun, Sean. That's why I it thought is. This would be it is my favorite gun. Yeah. yeah, and I'm amped about it. But yeah, like the main sort of things that point to it being last word. Yeah. It's called the draw. Mm-hmm. And then there's all this lore bet- between Dredge and Yor and this guy Shin. Shin and the, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. guy, I guess, yeah, yeah. is the last word guy. If it's not the last word, I will uninstall Destiny. Never play again. Oh whatever. Wow. Okay. You heard it here. Just you heard it. It's the last. It it's yeah. the last yeah. word. Uh, yeah, I we will am- do a special episode of Fire Team Chat if it is not the last word. We're going to record Stephen on installing Destiny. Watch well, it be the first. He'll never curse. be on the show again because he won't know what's going on. I mean, did you guys? Were you guys last word fans? Because I was, I was definitely a last word over Thorn person. In uh, I, I was like a both. Thorn fan. A Rex, like what do you? Th- you were Thorn too. All right. Good. That's good. why I'm not excited about the new bow because the bow is basically Thorn, right? So I'm yeah, like, well, right. let me just go back to being that, uh, that, that scumbag player. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They said that bow was thorny, which I thought was a really funny description of it. Get it? Uh, mm. Yeah. I don't know. There's, I, I was reading some people, uh, worried about how the last word is going to affect the meta. They were saying like, it's probably just going to be a bunch of people standing in the back of their spawns in PVP with sniper rifles and then last word. So if anyone comes near them, there's, mm-hmm. you know, gun them down. I don't know. I mean, we'll. Got Ace of Spades now, which is like dominating the PvP player base. Yeah. And Luna's how. I mean, there's so many great, there's so many great weapons in PvP that I don't know that last word is going to come in and wreck the meta. But like, as someone who thought by far that that gun was the best primary in PvP, I'm so amped. And, uh, I think it's going to be really cool. If it's as powerful as it was in year one. Who knows? If it's like, you know, a little weak, then. We'll see. So before moving on, there were a few little notes that I didn't really know how to put in the show, so I'll just bring them up really quick. Uh, raids come in many sizes. This one will be larger than Lairs, but smaller than Last Wish. I think that's perfect. Last Wish was pretty long that first time we all went through it. You know, I think like two people beat it in the first day, and then somebody beat it in 2402. I can't remember who it was, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was two, It was two minutes over, right, for data? That's messed up. Was it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about it being a little bit smaller than, uh, we'll call it the, the last wish ribbon nightmare? Arex? I mean, uh, to be honest, I think, I think that will be, I mean, if it's, if it's bigger than Lair and smaller than that, I think, I think it's probably going to be that the perfect size. Like, I, I love last wish. It's probably, mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite, well, definitely one of my favorite raids. I was thinking whether it's number one for me, but yeah, it's, but I feel like I know what you mean. It was quite, a lot to do in in one one chunk yeah. um and the fact they also make comparisons to it being more in line with wrath of the machine that's also one of my most like kind of you know one of my favorite raids definitely so i feel like if we get that kind of feel from it you know the yeah. fact we've seen like some sparrow aspects to it i think it could be like a really good one to be honest mm-hmm. i'm excited real quick how do you guys feel about it being a little bit smaller than last wish i'm glad it's not a layer uh i was having this, me too i was having this conversation with uh cj earlier and a layer is three encounters yeah. And the last wish was, I think, six encounters or five encounters. So I'm expecting this to be around four encounters. And I, I love that we're going back to the last city. I'm not expecting this raid to tie into the story like last wish did. Yeah. But it's going to be pretty interesting. New location. See. Yeah. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. fallen. Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool if it tied into the overall story, not yeah. necessarily what's going on with the Dreaming City, yeah. the Awoken and whatever. I doubt but, it, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but can you imagine them adding anything like a raid, any significant part of like piece of content that's just like totally out of left field? I mean – In a raid? Yeah. A whole new like character that doesn't really tie in to the main campaign would I be can, interesting, yeah, but, I mean, but it would be weird. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. don't you don't you think there's an opportunity there to expand the already existing universe? Yeah, that would be cool. in interesting ways. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, what I'm expecting is like there's an imminent threat in the city. We need to take care of it. That's the right. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that, and that would be a good reason to like like you you're going to be doing the Black Armory the whole time, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey. It's cool. I hope you got some good gear because we need all hands on deck. The city's under attack. You got to go defend it right now. Yeah. And it's some totally different enemy that you haven't necessarily been dealing with. Like, yeah. I, I, I kind of like that because then I'm it's expecting. like it's less siloed, right? It's something that would be interesting. I would like that sure. a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, A-Rex, what are your your hopes for this this raid that we're going to experience? I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I can't help but feel it's probably going to do. They're probably going to pull one of those like isolated story things again. They, they they do seem to like telling lots of different stories every time. Like, I kind of want to just know what's happening the last time. But yeah. to be honest, I'm, I'm more so like I, I as much as I you know do appreciate the story and whatnot. I'm I'm more so just play them for the for the encounters. So I'm just excited for the the setting. Like the city is a really cool place, and I feel like there's definitely a lot of potential for some really cool encounters within that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think it I think it could be. If, they, if, if it kind of like falls in line with, with Wrath of the Machine, could actually be probably one of our favorites. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, me too. I'm, mm. I'm also very excited for the idea. Like when everyone, I think when they first announced this, when the Vidoc came out, everyone yeah. was very surprised that it, these little boxes said new raid and not raid, raid lair. lair. Yeah. Because Mm-mm. we made this point before on the show, but like the last time they announced a raid and it was a raid lair, Oh. They were very no, but they chose their wording very specifically. They were like new raid content, coming, mm-hmm. which everyone's like, why would you call it raid yeah. content? Yeah, and then it ended up being a raid layer, right? On these boxes, it says new raid, yeah. not new raid content, not new raid layers. So I'm hoping for something pretty robust, and that's exciting. Yeah, hmm. I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, another new addition. Zur is getting bounties, and that is something that interested a lot of people. They wanted us to talk about it on the show. So he's getting bounties. What kind of bounties do we want to see from Zur? Some suggestion I wrote down was like a story-based quest. We want a collection quest or something that we haven't seen that you guys have thought of since the announcement about the Zur bounties. Like what do we expect here? Steven? So last week, Sean and I, we were talking about like Zur bounties for exotics and things like that. Mm. And then once they released, I was like, I texted Sean. I was like, that's funny that they announced They listen it. to the show. They're clearly like, oh, yeah. we got to put this on the it was roadmap. All, it was all us in last week. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, I was thinking if he has like six bounties, um, every weekend that give you a lot of XP, he could have his own ranking system. And once you get to a certain rank, you can start buying materials and items and weapons from him. And I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. John, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a narrative guy, so I think yeah. it would be cool if the bounties like sent us to different areas to explore different things that mm-hmm. revealed more about who he is and who the nine are. Yeah, that would be awesome. I don't think there'll there'll yeah, yeah. be uh, necessarily exotic quests because we see exotic quests on the roadmap. Specifically, it looks like we're getting mm. four uh, through August, so we'll get four new quests specifically. Yes, that's the terminology they use. Uh, Arex, what would you like to see the Zer bounties become? I think it'd be interesting if, because you know, like the, the current format is that we don't get year like the, the current year exotics from yep. um, from Zur. So maybe there's a, maybe that can, they can kind of use that as an avenue to allow people to kind of get things. Because I know so many people. I mean, I've got barely any of the new exotics. I know a yeah. lot of people are very like, in a very similar similar boat. So maybe they could use that as a format to be like, you know, you complete all six bounties in the week, and then suddenly he's got like another tier of rewards that you can grab from him that week. Yeah, that could be a cool way to maybe start ticking off your, or maybe you get like one of those engrams that kind of. You know, they give you like a guaranteed item you don't have, but perhaps it takes from like the new pool. So then you can at least use it as a means to, 
you know, bring some value back into them. Because I think for a lot of people, they, you know, they check in. I do the same thing. I check in every week, but I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't really need any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think if there was sort of, you know, that that would that would definitely bring some more value back into it. And then if they did weave some, you know, interesting activities into it, it also then gets some fun gameplay out of it as well. Yeah, I hope he doesn't end up sort of like Spider did, basically the guy you go to to dump your legendary shards on and just get some yeah. mats. You know, that was kind of disappointing. Like. Uh, I feel like I feel like Spider could have been utilized a little bit better in the Forsaken campaign because he's mm. he's an interesting character. Like he's a mob boss, and he's yeah. just like, "Hey, go kill that wanted guy during well, the strike." <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of yeah. what I was hoping for. Is like the Spider is a, yet another opportunity where it's like I was interested when we first played because like, wait a second, we're working with him. He's like he's fallen. He's the yeah. enemy. Like it's the first time really that we've had someone who was an enemy or of an enemy race. Mm be kind of a partner or at yeah. least like a neutral second third time, party varix was the first mm. oh yeah i guess varix yes guardian yeah we miss brand <laughs> yeah <Dismantle minds. laughs> yeah but yeah so i mean like i think that that's an interesting opportunity to explore lore and explore why and explore like a little bit more nuanced relationships between the races and between the people in them because like you get the same sense with people like mm. the drifter like He's kind of like a shady dude in a Aris, really yeah. interesting Aris way. Too. Aris, yeah, yeah. Like, I think those are the most interesting opportunities for characters. And so, yeah, for the spider to have kind of been relegated to a mad stump NPC, <laughs> like, it would suck if Zer, who's been in the games forever and we, has always been a mysterious character, to be that role would, that would kind of be a bummer. I like yeah, how. True. I like how Brother Vance ended up becoming this weird, creepy fan I know, boy. right? Yeah. And we're like, you were cool in D1. Why did they yeah, do this? He was cool in D1, yeah. and then he ended up being like one of those fans who you're like, yeah. really? I love Osiris. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of his, as you're walking by dialogue, yeah. and you're not actually talking to him, but he's just talking, and he's yeah. like, who would have thought? Like, he would have chosen a guardian instead of his number one fan. Stuff <laughs> like, it's the funniest. Yeah, he's all salty about it. <laughs> Final uh, topic before we get into spoiler territory. We want to know, what do you guys think these six-player activities are going to be? Let us know in the comments. We're going to talk about it right now on the show. We're getting new six-player activities. It's not a raid. I'm not really sure what to expect here. I don't know what we're going to get, but I'm excited that it is a new mode that we're going to get to experience with a larger group. And I believe they said it will be matchmade. Matchmade. Is that correct? No? Yes, they said that. Yeah, they yeah, did? yeah. New yeah. six-player match-made activity. Yep. Okay, so what kind of stuff would you want to do in a match-made type setting? That's not a raid. So if you got anything, throw it out there because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's so. It's coming in the season of the redacted, right? Mm-hmm. And that season is supposed to be a, like about a bunch of secrets and stuff. Like yeah, like uh, the whisper of the worm. I'm thinking they're gonna do a bunch of shattered throne type of activities. But you can match make it. Yeah. So they'll be smaller than raid layers, but they'll be like mini they'll be like souped up versions of the Shattered Throne. I loved the Shattered Throne quest. Yeah. Um I only did it the one time. It's kind of difficult to get a group together to run it after that. Cause it is solo it. It's fairly long. It's <laughs> solo it. There is a there's a thing for that, right? Um it's tricky. And I'm not good at video games. But um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, and I hope they do more of that dungeon type content. That's not a strike. Yeah, and <clears throat> I, I enjoy this. I think the forges might be a piece of that, and then maybe we'll get a six player version of those. The reason I don't think it'll be that specifically the dungeons thing is because those I think those are really well suited for three, three players. Yeah, yeah. Um, six yeah. players makes it seem to me like it's going to be like a PvP oriented activity. Oh, okay. Um, well, I like mean, trials. But don't you six, no, no, no. Six-person trials. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. Right? Don't but you think the the fact that they're saying 
that they're like advertising it's match made uh, is PVE. Like, yeah, yeah, or maybe. PVE, yeah, maybe. PVP. That's a good point. Like, I think I that's like, like, like their was, whole stick. Yeah, I feel point. like if it was PVP, they might have said more like, yeah, 6v6. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I, true. I feel almost like they might use it as a kind of like a test bed for, because you know, like for the longest time, people have been asking for matchmaking and raids. And I understand why they don't yeah. do it. You know, there are games that do it, but obviously, you know, given the amount of communication you need and whatnot, mm-hmm. I can understand, you know, what they they what they feel like people would you know what they kind of get out of it if you tried to force people into it but mm-hmm. i feel like if you took something like the shatter throne as an experience and then kind of made it like a a challenging dungeon with raid like boss encounters you know like, like kind of a much lighter version and yeah. then so they could use that as a as a means to sort of like see how players respond to that see how players you know work through it and then if they realize you know all right people can match make into this slightly more challenging stuff that requires communication and still get through it they might then you know much further down the line consider adding a potential matchmaking option for you know the more challenging stuff like raids so i feel like there's definitely an interesting middle ground between like the three player shatter thrones and the raids um you know other mmos have those slightly bigger like six-man dungeons yeah. that you can essentially run through they ultimately culminate in a boss um with like you know some basic mechanics so i think you i think that would be an interesting thing to to fill a void in and, th- and th- that would be the sort of thing that could almost replace strikes right they could become like this new oh, this new thing cool. that's like, slightly more enjoyable slightly mm. more valuable um and that could probably be a lot easier to turn around on you know like on a much easier to build than a raid or something yeah. I, I really like that idea of them testing this out for something like raids, and I do like the idea mm. of something a little bit more valuable than strikes. Uh, I, I have no idea what to expect from this, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, like I'm I was going to say, since we're in all, when, since we're all mostly in the dark about this, since we're all in the dark about mm. this, I'm <laughs> going to shoot for the moon and say yes. What I would love to see is procedurally generated Ooh. dungeon-like strike Ooh. things with six players. That are yeah bigger than strikes, maybe equivalent to raid layers, but more focused. Yeah. And uh, okay. Yeah, that's what I would want to see. The whole procedural generation uh, thing throws it out the window already, but I don't care. Well, I mean, maybe like, I go see. left instead of going right. No, it could be like <laughs> it could be like the festival of the lost thing, but you get different mechanics every time. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. they kind of do that right yeah. now with strikes, right? Well, where, where they kind of let's like put it this the way: damage it's what, and, yeah. what I'm hoping for is what we all thought the infinite forest was gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be different every time you jump into it. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, so imagine that is all. Combined... The... Go ahead, Arex. No, I was gonna say, imagine if they combine the logic or the theory behind Gambit with a raid. So suddenly you're doing like six man team running through like a raid like encounter. Oh, that would be And then cool. there's a part where teams cross over and you can mess with each other. Don't, te- oh, don't tease me like that. Nice. Imagine, Imagine that. if they're about to wipe, they're about to get their like world oh. first kill on the boss and someone else jumps in there and is like, Hey man, boom. No, like, head that would only be fun if Queen Breaker's bow was not in the game. <laughs> Uh, the final segment is pretty spoiler heavy. It's very heavy. spoiler. It's very spoiler heavy. I'm going to go into it in three, two, one right now. So there is a cut scene that is on the internet that has been leaked and it spoils what we think is a piece of black armory. Basically, a ghost goes, revives Aldrin, and he wakes up. That means that ghost has chosen Aldrin. Now, the internet has figured out that this is apparently or possibly Cade's ghost, who said whoever kills him has to become the next Vanguard. No, not Cade's ghost. Not Cade's ghost. You're right. I'm wrong. Cade's ghost is definitely dead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like- <laughs> it is a ghost and uh, called – what's it called? Pulled pork? Pulled pork. Yeah. I don't Just, get the pulled pork. Do you want me to- Here, I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah. There's a Grimoire card talking about a ghost that is looking for his guardian. Yeah. 
or her guardian. And the guardians um, have given the name it the name pulled pork. Yeah. It's like as a cute little name. And they keep telling him or telling her to search for his guardian and to like stay around the reef. And the ghost is reef colored. Yeah. With like purple and gold. And in the cutscene, this ghost is purple and gold. And he is in the dreaming city or she's in the dream city and she or he revives Aldrin. Mm-hmm. And what Destin was alluding to is there's something called Cade's Dare. Uh, the person who kills Cade becomes the new hunter vanguard. And since Aldrin is a guardian now, guardians have no recollection, recollection of their past life. So Aldrin has no idea that he was Aldrin, that he killed Cade or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if, if Cade's Dare holds true, then he's going to be the new hunter vanguard, which introduces all these possibilities like can you imagine like ikora in the tower and zavala yeah and now aldrin's the hunter van like they're gonna be pissed like i love it because it's like one last troll from cade i don't know in a weird way it's a troll i think it's like a really interesting thing and then yeah there's another storyline like now mara sov controls the vanguard because her brother's mm. the hunter vanguard now. Really? Mm. Well, there's like all these speculations and theories. Like, well, because yeah, I mean, just like Mara has influence on the Dreaming City and the Awoken from seemingly beyond the grave all throughout the campaign, right? Yeah. And so it's like not impossible to imagine that this is all part of kind of like her plan. What if they're just like nobody tell them, nobody tell them? Yeah. Don't. I mean, so one, I think <laughs> this is really interesting because it introduces some really crazy yeah. dynamics between yeah. Aldrin, like mm. you know. Aldrin betrays everyone by killing Cade, and then yeah. you kill Aldrin, and then Aldrin comes back, and now it's like, hey, we got to be friends, but I remember what happened, and you don't. Like, that's pretty crazy. I think yeah. that could be cool. And old, and we were talking a little bit about how when the campaign ended for the first mm-hmm. time on this show, that we all kind of felt a little bit let down by Aldrin's role in this, in the campaign. Like, yeah. he's... Basically, right up until the end, the yeah. main villain, and then it turns out like, oh, he doesn't remember. You anything. don't get he to was pull being the like manipulated, and you don't mm-hmm. see, you don't get to yeah. pull the trigger, and you don't even see yourself pull mm-hmm. the trigger. We were all kind of a little bummed out by that. Turns out, like I guess, <laughs> there was one more step to Aldrin's right. uh, like character arc, and mm-hmm. this is it. And it's what do you know? It's really interesting yeah. of a step. Eric, what's your reaction to this theory and the leak cutscene and all that? I mean, I hate Aldrin, right? So, <laughs> and I'm a hunter, so mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I would not be okay with this. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, it's definitely, it's, it is a really interesting story because, um, yeah, I mean, just the dynamic that we have in, have, have in the story, you know, obviously between all the everyone in the tower. I always feel like if he had to come back to the tower, they just push him like in the corner and be like, you just stay here and just yeah. don't ever talk to us. And then we just have to go into like one of the dusty corners that you never see just to kind of, if you want to get a mission from him. But yeah, I mean, I don't particularly like him as a character. I've always thought he was a bit of a dick, even from like, number one yeah. um so yeah i mean i wouldn't be the best fan to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i i would love this just because like he's so hated it makes him super compelling as a character yeah. mm. and the interactions oh, the vanguard like have to have with him and what if they put him in the corner and he's like i don't know what i did and what like if- he feels really bad and he's really depressed and, and then all of a sudden like, you feel bad because yeah. he's so being he's like, alienated right? by everyone but yeah. he well, doesn't know why like so what i'm super excited about is like what if he starts getting his memories back you know and then he Ooh. like from the inside out takes down the vanguard again things like that and another another thing that i'm super pumped about is every time we get a dlc it seems like they just throw away the story that we just had yep. right like the only time they kind of sort of melded it is when we killed oryx or not oryx uh crota and then two dlcs later we got crota's <laughs> dad oryx 
But it's like Curse of Osiris, we were done with that. And then at the end, uh, Osiris says, if you ever need me, I'm here to talk. We never talked to him again. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the other thing. I, yeah. I've said this before, but like Osiris to me was for a long time. This idea of legendary guardians has always been the most interesting part of lore for mm-hmm. me. Like that's mm-hmm. why it was so cool to see like Lord Saladin pop up and like Rise of Iron and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> so we do all this, we do all this really interesting, well, sort of really interesting stuff with, uh, the infinite forest and Osiris. And then what? He's just, Still in there, yeah. Yeah, kind I mean, of like he's in there fighting, like yeah, infinitely doing his thing, and we we're don't, not helping him, or like we're not doing anything with Rasputin or Anna Bray, and it's like I, I mm. love that it seems like they're taking the Dreaming City story that we just did and they're expanding it, which and, is good. Yeah, mm. Marasov has yeah. been super compelling because there's little changes every week when you do it and get yes. to that final scene, right? I mean, I, I'm definitely the person on the show who always asks for the world. But, like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, on all of those fronts, we're always kind of getting continual expansion and story elaboration and stuff? Even yeah. if it's just minor, the new format of DLC uh, might lend itself to that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, what if Absolutely. next week we got an Anna Bray thing? You know? Well, uh, so, like, what I'm predicting, what I'm predicting, what I'm hoping for is, you know how the curse of Riven is that we have to go through everything over and over again, which is why we have these three week intervals. Mm-hmm. I'm, hoping that once Aldrin gets revived that's part of the curse and the curse breaks and we get introduced to a whole new like oh. thing in the dreaming city that would be Ooh, really cool. that would be awesome yeah. Eric's any final thoughts on that are you excited about this possibility that this could be the next Vanguard do you I mean you... I'm, I'm definitely like yeah. despite the fact that I don't like him as a character I'm definitely excited for what it what it could mean and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm all for for having like more interesting story and especially knowing that we've got you know like this expansion that's coming up, we're not going to have conventional campaign missions. I'm interested to see just how this story works its way in. You know, like, I mean, this could open itself up for more interesting, more compelling storytelling if there's ways to work it around kind of traditional missions that you ultimately just shoot your way through, right? So I think I'm probably more interested just to sort of see how it comes to pass in this expansion. Yeah, how it all plays out. That's going to be really interesting. Mm. Uh, that was our last topic for the show, actually. Uh, A-Rex, for those who don't know, where can people find you? Uh, predominantly on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Gaming, and also over on Twitter. Um, and that's, of course, the, 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 the primary places. We cover a variety of different games, Destiny, of course, being one of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. What are some of the other big games that you cover? I know Destiny and Monster Hunter. Those are two that I know off the top of my head. Yeah, Destiny, Monster Hunter, uh, yeah. Anthem, and uh, Division 2. And yeah. also soon to be Smash Brothers as well. That is, uh, oh, right oh, around yes. the corner. Excited for that. I want to ask Eric a question before he leaves. Do you think sure. Anthem will be more like Destiny or Monster Hunter? I feel like they definitely go more towards the Destiny direction. Um, I think there's still definitely a lot of unknowns for about, about it right now, but I think they definitely, given the kind of the way they're, they're trying to sort of like shape the world and expand it, it looks like one of those more, you know, one of those kind of continually expanding uh, worlds versus Monster Hunter, which is a little bit more static, just with additional kind of quests here and there. So I definitely think it's it's more in the Destiny space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Interesting to see how it uh, how it pans out. My last question is: How much sleep are you gonna get with Destiny in February, Anthem in February, <laughs> Monster Hunter in February? Uh, probably, probably none. <laughs> I do not like people need to space things out more. Like, can can we not have just like a big like council meeting and just yeah. talk to the, talk to all developers and be like, you know, what, can we can we schedule this out so we can we can make content easily? <laughs> that would be, be great. great. <laughs> Love All right. It. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you guys for joining me thank in the you. studio as always. Thanks for having me. Um, so we point at the camera. Let's give it a shot over Skype. <laughs> so that's it for this time, everybody. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.